You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Straight from iTunes, one of the newest uh, feedback that we've got or comment that we have at iTunes, which if you like the show, we're going to ask you, jump on iTunes, rate and review the show, leave a comment, helps us spread the word. If you listen via Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, any of the different ways, or even if you watch some of the shows on YouTube, leave comments, that helps. Yeah, uh, but all of them have review options, so leave it. So this says, I thoroughly enjoy your program and the way you cover very relevant sexual and relationship information in an objective and non-judgmental fashion. I've learned so much. Yours is the best of the game. I only wish I had this information earlier in my life in relationship. Uh, thanks so much for that. Me too. Yeah, we <laughs> thank you so much to everybody who's out there leaving those reviews and helping spread the word. Yep, and I wish I had this information <laughs> earlier in my life. Yeah, no kidding. And in our relationship. This is Dr. Corey Allen alongside my wife, Pam, is always on Mondays. Hello. Where we are wanting to hear from you as the Sexy Marriage Nation. Uh, and the way you can do that, we're going to start changing this up slightly where we're wanting, uh, we've always had the email, the inbox that we have people coming through, but yeah. we also are, have the voicemail line at 214-702-9565. And the way we're going to start treating the voicemail line is if you've got a topic or a question or something that you want addressed on the show and you call and leave us a message, you get first in line. Yeah, you jump in front of the emails that have come in. Exactly. And so what we're also wanting to do on our Monday episodes is really start answering specifically some of the questions that are coming in. Yeah. Right? Like this one. Hello. I listened to your episode 372 this morning. You mentioned fruit, specifically pineapple, an hour before can change the taste of semen. Are there other fruits that change the taste? If so, what may they be? Thanks for taking the call. Bye-bye. So that's referring to last week's episode and how sometimes taste of semen is why a woman, a wife may not be willing to go there, swallow, have it in her mouth. And then we made a comment that right. you can have uh, some different fruits, specifically pineapple, which is what the caller's talking about. Well, it does change the flavor. So here's some other information just to expand on that. Here's some of the things that don't help. Okay. We, we talked about this a That's little bit. That's good to know. It's good to have both sides. Correct. The, ew, this makes it really bad, and here's here's what might be Correct. helpful. Correct. So caffeine. So a little, okay, but large amounts make things taste bitter. Dairy can can harm you as okay. far as the taste. Yeah. Meat can. Processed foods, which oh, certainly. tell me what doesn't fit in the category of bad with, uh-huh. with processed yeah. food. Asparagus. I mean, because, come on, asparagus... Think what that stuff smells like when it's cooking. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Drugs and alcohol. Okay. And then smoking. And those are things, some of those we mentioned. But here's some of the stuff that does make it taste better. Water, because it just gets more, um, it just, dehydration reduces the amount of seminal fluid. And so water can increase it. Mm -hmm. Then there's various fruits, like the pineapple that we mentioned. Lemons, plums, blueberries, kiwis, cranberries. These are the things that will help raise the pH level. Okay. which that's what helps make the taste flavor noticeable or, or alter. Certain herbs like peppermint, parsley, and wheatgrass can be good. 
cinnamon can be good. I mean, it's cinnamon is good across the board, isn't it? it In a yeah. lot of things. Uh, these are all think it sounds like dessert. But here's one that's interesting: celery, because it's oh. high in vitamin C. Okay. And it can flush out some of the salty taste in our in our body. That's an interesting one. Yep. And then, it just in general, healthy eating. Well, you're you're going through this list, that, and you're talking about the list of things that are bad. And so, let's think common sense. Right. Think of the the color and the smell of your pee. Yep. And if you have a ton of water, it doesn't smell as bad. It's more. It gets yep. to where it can be almost clear if you drink enough. And it, you know, it's got to have the same correlation in other fluids in your body. Yep. And it makes your overall you're overall healthier in, too. Yeah, you are what you eat. Yep. That's that's a true statement. And so when I was finding this information, um, this this is some of the things to keep in mind that some experts are actually going to say that drinking a glass or two of the fruit juice or any of these things a couple hours before doesn't actually do anything. And so this kind of goes to the results may vary. That they mm-hmm. they say you actually need to have a little more long-term, so a few days of this type of lifestyle of eating the fruits and being kind of specific is where you really do start to see the difference. So just another reason to eat healthy. It's good for you anyway, but maybe right. it takes away for, for last week's uh, email where it, she just finds it all so icky anyway. Right. So maybe that's just another way to maybe reduce the ickiness factor for someone in those regards. And, and those that don't find it icky, just make it that much better. Right. And then the last thing that I came across, that says no amount of food or changes is actually going to make it taste like ice cream. Though. Right. <laughs> so, so that's worth noting. That, that, uh, but I do appreciate that we have calls that are specific and emails that are specific because this, this voicemail wasn't the only one on this, on this vein of, Okay, you mentioned that. Tell me more. Yeah, was, we got emails. We had emails coming in about the same thing. There was even some um, some conversation in Slack on in our academy. Oh, right, which is the, yeah, there which was. is the private uh, sex and marriage academy members only area. That was some fun conversation. And there was some really good conversation in there on this subject about how you can use that to your advantage and. Don't give too Spice much. Spice things up. I'm not going to. Yeah. You got If you are interested. They got to join the academy to see that. Sexymarriage.net forward slash SMR Academy is where you can try it out for 30 days for free. And then it's $27 a month afterwards and you get a whole lot that comes with that cost. So the other topic we talked about last week that we need to touch on again was the concept of breast play. And so an email came in. Okay, so that that was the campfire. Yes. Hey, I there's some research. Okay. Right. And so right. I love it because the email even starts with, so the lesson from today's show is don't trust everything you hear while sitting around a campfire. <laughs> right. True statement. But however, my wife of 15 years just had two spats about me touching her breast just this weekend. I remember finding that the verse in Proverbs was enjoying the, the wife and may her breast satisfy you always, is okay. that verse. Okay. And then also how sometimes the breasts are referred to like coconuts or various other, I can't think of exactly, but in Song of Solomon, they're referred to. Yes. And then, so here's the question. 1 Corinthians 7, 4 has a point of differing views for us. And that, just if you're not familiar, is the idea of, um, I, I don't have authority over my body, my spouse does. So that the wife's body belongs to the husband, and the husband's body belongs to the wife. And to the higher desire, that's not that big a deal. 
But to the lower desire, that's often read as, what? So we'll go there in just a second. So he reads this, and his, between him and his wife, they read it different. He reads it as more of an idea of a covenant, the two being one in the truest sense. Now, with that, I feel like walking up behind her and caressing her breast is an acceptable, okay thing for a husband to do. She insists, twice this weekend and countless times over the past 15 years, that they are hers and that I need her permission. Without her permission, I'm taking advantage of her. So I'm in need of perspective. Her mindset is, this is the way I feel, respect it. And my mindset is, it's not scriptural, and I want better for you and for me. Help. They sound like they're having a gridlock issue. Yes. To throw out one of your one of your terms. Uh, from from the wife's point of view, I hear that, and uh, I don't want us to sit here and try and exegete First Corinthians seven four. Right. To break it down. Right. Um. I do. I, I do want to frame it though, because it, it's being go with brought it, up. Because I have something I want to say that's probably not going to be politically correct. <laughs> okay. and so you roll with it. For so now. Um, now I'm intrigued. But anyway, so for the the idea that I think of that the wife's body does not belong to her but to her husband and vice versa is I put this all under the context of we all are in submission to something. That's, that's the way this whole thing was created if you have a biblical worldview. We are in submission to God, but yet we have choice. And the submission comes from choosing that, not from being obligated to that. Because the opposite of this is slavery in the sense of I don't have the right to say what happens to my person. And yeah. that's totally not accurate in my mind. And so what he's asking of this is the way I feel respected, and then but and then his mindset is, but hold on, it's not we're not we have a different view of scripture and who's actually belongs to who. I think they're both right. And they're both wrong. Well, certainly when you when you marry someone, you have an expectation that there's going to be sexual activity. You have an expectation that we're going to enjoy one another's bodies. Yes, you have you have signed on for that type of a relationship when you say, I do. But you have not signed up for 100% authority right. over your spouse's body and every moment that it's available to you and every moment that it's avail- available for you to use. Right, right. Yeah, I I would get the slavery word. I I don't know. It might be might be fairly spot on that what? her body really is hers. Yeah, it it doesn't belong to my partner. They and, have access to it. And and again, I choose. Yep. And again, I choose. And and we both have to live with this. If as if somewhere along the way, I'm choosing that my spouse can't have access to my body. Well, there's. There's other decisions and conversations that have to be made yep. because that likely wasn't necessarily what you signed up for in the beginning. Right. But that still doesn't entitle one spouse or the other to come in and say, well, your body's mine now. 
Right. I this, can fondle your breasts whenever I feel like this it. is this is when um, I've heard Dr. Schnarch make the comments uh, early on when I first started uh, reading his work and going to the trainings he would offer, and he would make the comment of it would have it might have been a whole lot easier had God just created woman with two vaginas. She could give one to her spouse and keep one for herself rather than we're fighting over the one thing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. In this regard, it doesn't work because there's two breasts. And we're talking breasts. But yeah. you know, I get the left one, you keep the right one. You know, it's not. It doesn't ah. work that way. But it's still the whole concept of how do you inspire this? How do you also keep the pressure of recognizing this is a dynamic of marriage that I want to steer this my desires of you and your body and the parts therein that I love. I want to keep that with you. I don't want to do that with other people. I'm going to keep it with my mate. But it's also something that I, she gets full discretion of what's done to her and when and for how long. And isn't it more enticing if your wife or your husband chooses to have you touch them, I want you to do this. That's the reframe. It's not, it's, how is it even enticing if the desire's not there, if the choosing for you to touch me is not there? Or challenging the way you're viewing it as I feel like I'm being invaded all the time versus I do want you to pursue me in that way rather than other people. I do want to celebrate this with you rather than other people. Yeah. Because that's the confines of a marriage. You signed on for that. Yeah. So it does make it exclusive. Yeah, it sure would be stifling. Um, you know, because it's these two sound like they're kind of at a stalemate where, sure. yeah, maybe she's just not interested. And so she's you know what? I'm pretty much hands off all the time. I don't know. Uh, and right. and that that would be a stalemate that would be very tough for the opposite um for the spouse to how do I how do I tread these waters when I do feel like there's a scriptural basis? Uh I'm not here to change anybody's interpretation of a right. of a scripture, but there's basis on both sides well, here. Well, this is where I think each side has to be examining their own role in this process. And what's the motivation behind how you're trying to? Yeah, because if if on it. the one hand the husband is constantly any chance he gets, he's coming up behind and groping. Well, okay, that's excessive. If it's if it's a playful part of a dialogue, conversation, foreplay, foray into sex, and they're they're fully fair game during the act of sex, but it's only when I'm in the kitchen doing other things, please don't, because I don't like, I mean, I've worked with clients to where uh, she has been adamant, do not come up from behind me because she's got some trauma as a child that that is an amazing trigger of right. negative things. And so he has to recognize as much as he wants to be able to do that, she's not in that sp in that space. Yeah. And so if you keep it in that context, that makes a little more sense. But they each need to examine and be communicative rather than take the stance of, no, no, baby, those are mine. And she's like, no, no, I was born with these. They're mine. 
And don't you, there, so there's what you brought up where, yeah, there's some serious trauma in people's lives and, and those triggers are very real. And, and then there's other people that are like, you know what? I, I don't mind you touching me somewhere else. Just don't touch there. Maybe. And, you know, I don't know, ladies, if you're like me, there, there's, there's a certain things that I'm just like, yeah, I really don't like that anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't like the slap on the butt. Okay. I'm disclosing too much information. No, we've talked about this in past. I don't like the slap in the butt because I don't have a firm butt anymore. Right. And I don't want that reminder. How many ladies out there are like that? Come on, give me some emails this week because I want to hear that I'm not the only person that says, oh, I don't want to be reminded of that anymore. Right. But so there's, everybody has their little quirk of something like that that they don't like. Right. What is this? Is is this lady just not like her breast being touched and something else? Yeah, it could be that because it's the meaning of things. Yeah. And so what how do you her meaning how do you drill breast? down deeper into recognizing both sides of these have an argument that has some legitimacy even but how do you make sure if I want the essence of what married life can be and then what sex can be it's choice it's a giving it's it's the essence of experiencing somebody else it's not just taking it it's not just well you're mine now so I have access to you anytime I want yeah because I think when you do it that way, you set a tone that that creates the gridlock, that creates the stalemate. Yeah. Hi, guys. <clears throat> I want to first just say, uh, love your show. I've just recently found it in binge list. I've been downloading a lot of them off iTunes. Um, and then quite a few different episodes have helped uh, in the marriage. Um, this one is kind of... I have not heard you guys talk about this or heard it come up. This is probably unique, but um, I am the higher desire in our marriage, but also I have low T, and I take testosterone injections, which when I do so, it makes my drive even higher, and it creates some friction in the marriage, I guess, problems. I don't know how else to explain it um because with our schedule we have four kids in the house um busy life professional she works uh has a professional career very busy uh it's just it's hard to deal with um i do pretty well with it but my biggest problem is that i it's not like it was before kids and i know it never probably will be but even like with Oral sex, um, she just, you know, since the kids, it's maybe once every two months, maybe once every six months. Um, but the other way, it's every chance I get, you know, I, that's part of it. Um, the foreplay to me, the oral sex, the making out is still a big part. Um, and she just, it's almost like she just kind of is, okay, let's just get it done because I know, you know, with your testosterone injections, I know you're amped up. This is what you want, so let's just hurry up and do it. And I struggle with that. Um, i just kind of looking for some insight and some help on it. Um, I do love my wife and love 
our family and the life that we have. It's not going to change. It's just looking for a way to help maybe get through it more. I don't know, you know, if there's something more I can do or don't do. I don't know. So, but once again, love your show and thank you very much. Bye. Yes, there's something you can do. And Tell us what. Yes, there's something you cannot do. So first, let's set the stage. Okay. Because here's what I'm hearing in this is that he's the higher desire, but it's not based on biology. Because if you have low T, you don't have typically you're not going to have the biological horniness that goes along with higher levels of testosterone. Okay. That's the arousal. That's the the pinging towards I'm just really horny. Okay. Right. So. He's talking about a systemic level or a cultural level or just a jazzed level based on his life and the way he lives and is conditioned. So then when he does take testosterone injections, that's going to add to an already higher system, the biology. So I can see where the wife is going to be going like, wow, now all of a sudden we've got a, you know, a guy on steroids, if you will. That he's, he's really ramping it up. He's really engaged and interested in more. And so she takes the stance of, I'll just back off. I don't, you know, what do I have to do to get this over with? How do I just satisfy that need until the next go around? Whatever. Right? Right, right. So a couple things that jump out on what you can do. You're already recognizing some of it because he's made the comment of, I know it's not like it's going to be what it was before, but you're still wanting it to be like it was what be- before. It's not going to happen. So you're going to have to let that sink deeper into your mind and your gut to realize we're in a different season of life. Because my guess is pre- pre-kids, you may not have been taking t- testosterone shots either. I don't sure. know. He doesn't yeah. say that. Yeah, there's so many things that change at that point. But some things might have changed in his life. So he's not the same guy that he was before. And so he's got to recognize, I can't expect my wife to be who she was before when I'm even not who I was right. before. So recognize that, get it to a deeper level. And then when you get into the situations where I'm, I'm hearing, tell me if I heard this wrong, Pam, he would love a little more oral performed on him, but he still tries every chance he get for, he gets for her that he's, he's engaged in that with the foreplay and oral sex. It's not just the sex. But, yeah, no, he he clearly likes the foreplay piece, the making out beforehand he referred right. to, yeah. And then she's, he starts reading her as, hurry up, get this done, because I know that's what you want. Yeah, which I think is really easy for a mother, a working mother of four, and that to-do list that's on the brain, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, it, sex very often is is the to-do list. Yeah, it part is. Part of it. So here's one of the things he can do different is when he starts reading her as hurry up, get this done or move along to the next tap, 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 <laughs> right? Or, or to the next stanza of this orchestra that we're creating today. He can look at her wherever he is in the position during that time and just say, I'm not ready to move along yet. And stay in the foreplay arena, stay in the oral sex arena Ask her, hey, your turn. I would love it if you'd go down on me. I mean, just he can shift it because we don't always have to accept the premise of what our spouse is offering. We have a say too. But you got to be ready to deal with those consequences. Yes. Should 
that not be accepted the way you would hope well, it this would is, be? Well, this is the common route I hear as far as a struggle for the higher desires, is that if sometimes when it's a struggle to get sex to be happening and the lower desire is willing and engaged, the higher desire doesn't want to disrupt the rhythm because they don't want it to end. Right? Okay. That's logical, right? Yeah. So sometimes you're going to have to face that fact that, hey, if I want to deviate or alter or do something different, even when my wife or my husband might be sending a signal of hurry up and move along, I can always say, I'm not ready to move along. I would like to stay right where we are right now. Okay. And then see if she's willing or he's willing to stay with me. It's a, that's a much stronger stance. Yes. Uh, my thought on that as you're talking was also to... The assumption, I guess, would lots of times before you even get there would be to assume that the lower desire partner is not going to move, isn't going to accept your proposition and to maybe just back off and tiptoe around things. Right. And I would say kind of where you're coming at, come from it from a, a point of strength and don't make an assumption, assume a positive intent don't make an assumption that there absolutely will be a rejection here. Right. And that's that's also a, taking it at what we're hearing from this voicemail, that he's reading it as, hurry it up. If she's saying, hurry it up, that's a little different. I have to confront that route a little bit differently. Well, and I'd want her to speak up as well. If she's absolutely. listening, I'd want her to speak up if it is just a to-do list for um, Okay. If if tonight it's a do list, a to do list, what are you looking at? What's on your to do list, and what are your pri- priorities? Get a framework of what are we, what's the expectation level of this? Yeah, How involved yeah. do we need to be? And, and maybe okay, I'm I'm going to give you a rain check tonight. Here's what I'm planning for tomorrow night. Okay. To to step up the game. And, Who knows if she's listening? And what if the lower desire in this regard has as the on their to-do list, it's not just to satisfy their higher desire partner. What if they add to the to-do list, I want to be satisfied. <laughs> you know, I want I want something out of this too. Well, ideally that's the goal cuz doesn't that create <laughs> the deeper connection and Yes. Uh, that and that, that makes together. it a more equitable thing that marriage and sex in marriage can be. That, that where both parties are seeking their own pleasure in this too, as well as their partners. Yeah. That it's it's a combination of them. But it's to me, it's the idea of how do you not read the situation and let that be fact and have to always alter based on what you read? Sometimes we can create influence by leaning into it and at least challenge the system a little bit and see if that then brings about deeper what you're really looking for because if nothing else you get confirmation of okay wait why do you always speed it along what's this really about honey now we can have a deeper conversation about what we're doing or not doing my wife's wheels are spinning i think we need to go deeper on this one. Oh well i i just think there's so much more there for this guy um that is so into his wife mm-hmm. and has both physical well physical things going on plus I can't pinpoint it but there seems like there'd be so much more okay that can be applicable for him okay so tell me what's deeper 
what 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 do we what do we have that that you're kind of getting the the signal of hey something I'm struck by how into his wife he seems to be. Okay. How many times do we hear uh, it's it's my wife doesn't orgasm. It's it, and it's it, he, this guy's focusing on the foreplay. Right. Right? He loves that. He loves to build up, which is what a lot of wives are wishing their spouse would do. Okay. That's a good point. So is some of it an approach to foreplay? Did she used to like the floor play and we've got a different approach now? Is it a timing issue for them? It can just it can be an energy and a time and a pressure. Yeah. That's going on as well as the season of life that's this happening. Is, yeah. When you get in that season of life, you have to create moments. I don't know what kind of jobs right. uh, these two have, but can you can you surprise her with an afternoon off? And what comes to my mind is, have you made your bedroom a sanctuary for this? Right. We've talked. You guys have talked about that's, that. In that's been on prior shows. Back, that it's important that you make your bedroom an oasis, so that you have the opportunities when you can disengage from your world. You come into an environment that's a little more conducive to sleep and sex. Yeah, and you don't have to have some grand no. home. Um, or crazy money to do that. Nope. It's it's about keeping it clean. Yep, keeping it keeping it elegant and sensual, and and decluttering mm-hmm. and and free some of that up. Maybe that maybe it's some simple things. Yep. He, you know, we don't know all the details that are going on here. So sometimes for people, it's something simple like creating just a, a, a sanctuary for the two of you. Other times it's a lot more deeper issues. Sure, and but I still I still hear the idea of we've got the systemic process going on of they've uncovered a way that they do sex. He reads her as hurry up, move it along, because he's more amped up because of the testosterone shots. I want to just pause it out there for everybody in the sexy imagination to hear. Just because I read my partner doesn't mean I always have to follow their cues. I can also subtly push back. And say, I'm reading you as you're ready to move to the next stage. I would like to stay here. What do you think? And at least make it open and in the air between you, rather than just hoping you're reading the tea leaves right. Well, and I think that's enticing uh, from a woman's perspective. I want a man who knows what he wants and speaks up about it. Okay. Right? I don't want passive aggressive or whiny or anything like that if there's something you want i'd certainly like to know right right especially when we're uh, um in the sexual arena yep right because that helps create that bond I, I get a deeper understanding of where you're coming from the things that you like right uh and it's and it's less of a turn on when someone's passive in that arena right i mean because think of this like a dance that you got a dance going on and all of a sudden, you're kind of reading your partner as they're a little tired. They want to move on to, they're hoping the next song comes on. They, they need a drink or something. But you're totally in the mood of that dance. You can also look them square in the eye in a really good, solid stance to say, hey, stay with me for just a little bit longer. And that might be plenty to make them melt back into your arms. Or it might be, no, 
I'm parched. I've got to have something to drink. Let's move on. And okay, then you just adjust to that. But at least you've got more detail and fact rather than assumption and reading. Yeah. It's kind of like this episode. I thought we were going to be wrapping it up. And my wife says, no. Oh, there's something more there's here. something more. And that's where I'm saying, okay, everybody that's listening, if you've got feedback on this, email us this week. Yep, or 214-702-9565, because we do want to hear from you in the yeah. Sexy Merge Nation. And those voicemails get priority over the emails. Yes, they do. Well, this has been Sexy Merge Radio. Um, again, we got to say thank you to the Sexy Merge Nation and how you guys rock and keep us on Absolutely. our toes. Love and, you guys. And ask great questions. If you've got something specific you want to address, 214-702-9565. Feedback at sexymergeradio.com. Well, however you've taken some time out of your day to listen to us, thank you. And we'll see you next time.